0: But, uh, we're going to talk cricket
2: next, aren't we, uh, Flashman? We well, do. Speaking of sunny news, all the way from Georgetown via Launceston Creek Club via South Hubbard, Sandy Bay, now a resident in South, How- in Sandy Bay. Don't give himself. away his address. <laughs> no, I won't. Good morning to former Australian one day champ Am I allowed to say champion too far, Flash? Good morning, Xavier Doherty. Good morning, gentlemen. Very generous introduction, Flash. Thank you. House things. We've uh, spent a bit of time together. You and I uh, called the game on KO Fox yesterday. Tassie versus New South Wales. Um, nothing more than uh, an absolute old-fashioned cow licking. They were smacked, weren't they, Tassie? <laughs> yes, so very disappointing. Careful.
1: Yep. Careful how you describe it. It was it Definitely. was pretty disappointing. I must admit. Um, it had all the makings of, of a really good contest. Two very good teams on paper. Tassie coming in having won a few games early in the season and on the back of a couple of losses, I was expecting a bit of a rebound, but they were put to the sword by a couple of quality New South Wales batsmen
0: and then when it was their turn, just didn't fire. So it was pretty disappointing, I must say. Was it uh, one with the bat for New South Wales? Was 300 a total that they were never going to chase down X or uh, could have we given it a better shake if we applied ourselves a bit better at the top of the order? Oh, look, it was... After being
1: sent in, Tosie won the toss and sent New South Wales in, just not knowing what that wicket was going to serve up after the the weather we had early in the week. um, New South Wales were none for 207, I think, at one stage, which at that stage, 32 overs in, looked like it was going to be something around the 350 mark, which would have made it very difficult, obviously, but it was a very good wicket. Um, But the Tosie bowlers towards the back end dragged it back amazingly, really, to keep them... To around 300 was a remarkable effort so and from my perspective sitting up in the commentary box was looked a very reasonable chase on a, on a good wicket and a fast outfield and a very short boundary to the, to the hill um, but yeah it was, it was a pretty disappointing effort with the bat um, like I mentioned there was, there was some quality cricket played by Hughes and, and Patterson at the top for New South Wales but after that not a single batsman in the game really got firing at all
2: it was interesting, AJ. We actually doing the game yesterday, and we actually thought maybe 300 was about par, but they, they perhaps looked like they were going to score 330, 40, or 50, or something. They did put the brakes on them, and the chase looked very much within the realms. Of course, the the shield game was affected by the weather as well. Um, Tassie very much there on top of that game. What about last night, X? Did you did you flow back into one-day international mode and watch Australia versus England?
1: Uh, look, Flash, I'm not sure what your arrangement is at home, but after sitting at the cricket for the best part of eight hours, <laughs> wandering <laughs> home and chucking the cricket on the TV wasn't going to get past no. the lawmakers. So I I'd tracked a bit of the game on my phone and briefly saw a little bit of Warner and Head go about their business. But um, it was obviously a, a pretty impressive display by the Australians. But... Um yeah, didn't, didn't manage to catch a lot of it after the volume of cricket I'd consumed during the day.
2: A bit of a funny one, isn't it, with the World Cup? We were talking about it a little earlier on, Alex and myself, about the T20 World Cup just finishing, the excitement and the buzz we all derived from that was, and then banging into a one or against the old an- enemy, it yeah. sort of felt yeah. a bit... Um, A bit forced, or a bit Uh, yeah. What was your
1: thoughts? It is well. I think this is a bit of the age old problem for cricket. A lot of these series, and you know, they just try and squeeze some games in because I think there are laws and rules in around the fixture that you've got to play a certain amount of teams within a certain space of seasons, and you know, you've got to reciprocate your home and away games. So it just means that we end up with um, after having such a fantastic, well, I thought such a fantastic T Twenty World Cup despite Australia not making it through to the the knockout stage, it was a really impressive tournament and and captured a lot of eyes. We then, you know, three days later, roll into a series that, to be fair, not many people knew about. And even once they did, didn't take a lot of interest in anyway. So I think it's just one of those things that we seem to have every year. You know, you just find yourself asking why, why are they playing this? Um, You know, we've got a test series against the West Indies, which will have its own sort of... Um, build up issues, I'd imagine, you know, with the West Indies not exactly firing. You know, why, you know, some of the the rule makers and the schedule makers have got to ask themselves what, what's the good thing for cricket here and I'm not so sure. Squeezing in a a meaningless, well, meaningless is probably a little bit harsh, but, you know, I'm sure the players and there are some fans out there that, that appreciate it, but it sort of demeans the
0: the status of international cricket when, when you just squeeze games in like they're doing. Mm. X-Man, I'd like you to get out your crystal ball for me, please, because we've been so spoiled over the years as Tasmanian cricket fans getting to watch some homegrown uh, talent play for Australia. Obviously, yourself, uh, George, and uh, Hilfie, who's the best 11 handicapper in the world at the moment. Um, Who are the Tasmanians that you expect to see playing for Australia in the next five to ten years based on uh, what you've been seeing recently?
1: Well, I think yeah, like you say, tazia you've been pretty good over such a long period of time of uh, producing some some locally grown internationals. Um, I, I feel we've got a couple there. Riley Meredith has obviously had a a little bit of a taste of it. He, you know, he's had his injury issues, and he's the nature of fast bowling is you know the opportunities will probably will, will present themselves again for Riley. Just he's just going to make sure he's in the right place at the right time. I've got a I've got a soft spot for Jared Freeman. I think he's a. He's a very good cricketer, you know, he's again had some injury issues and just finding a, a spot in that four day team, but I think he's done a very good job um, and very capable with the bat, as very we've capable. seen in the past few shield games. Um, Caleb Jewell's another player who initially made his way in the shorter forms of cricket and you know starting to establish himself in in the longer in the longer forms. But I think I think we've just got you know Hopefully, Australian cricket gets back to a case where I think with George as, as chief selector will try and you know patrol this that you know we've got to allow players to, to really churn out a, a, a domestic career and, and really build up the confidence and, and bang the door down. Um, which some of those players I mentioned have started to do, but guys like Daniel Hughes, excuse me for New South Wales, has been doing it for ten years and, and still hasn't got his opportunity. He's someone that. You know, I'd, I'd like to see for Australian cricket, he's done his apprenticeship and he's he is banging down the door. So I'd like to get some of those Tasmanian players in a position where, you know, it's not just a hunch. You know, I think this kid might be good enough. Let's let's make him really earn his spot. And I think that served cricket you know, Australian cricket so well for such a long time. So hopefully mm. that's the, the mantra that George is going to
0: run by. Well, I've got a bone to pick with George or the Prime Minister because they didn't pick any Tasmanians in the Prime Minister's 11 team. It was a disgrace. So I'm, I'm going to take that up with Albo next time I see him. You've got to squeeze the right, list. Okay. I think that might be punishing uh, Tasmanians for not electing more Labor candidates down here. But um, anyway, I'll, I'll bring that up with the Prime Minister or the real boss of Australia, George Bailey, when I see either of
2: them next. Xavier uh, yeah, uh, Doherty, of I'm course, is, Yep. Xavier's going to be with us and part of our team for the SEN Big Bash team coming up in a few weeks time, that'll be that's not far away, the BBL, what three weeks, jeepers, we're going to be all full steam and cricket cricket, it's been interesting to see X. before I let you go, the BBL this year does it sort of, does it spike a little bit, you know, we've had a couple sort of quieter years, people haven't been happy with how many games have been played, etc was this World Cup be the boon, that maybe the all that you know that the BBL could use.
1: I th- I think it will be, and you know I think mm, it's been too. spoken about a lot. But the, the you know the the COVID years certainly had a, a bit of an issue on um, the scheduling and cramming games in, and you know having neutral games and that sort of thing, which which certainly affects um, having crowds come along and you know the scheduling, you know last minute scheduling and stuff. Obviously has an issue with being able to track the the competition, but I certainly think that this year again, as I mentioned before, with the series against the West Indies, which you know, test series always are well followed here in Australia. Given how the West Indies are probably travelling, you know, you may not quite get the the same amount of following in that test series as you would in England or in India, so maybe people might switch a little easier their eyes across to the BBL, which um, would certainly be a good thing for the BBL. Uh, And I also think here in Hobart, you know, Punner has done a magnificent job in putting that team together. And Mm. um, I'm tipping, you know, if you look down that batting order in particular, they've got a team that can, on their day, match it with anyone. So I certainly expect Hobart to be in and around the mark at the the business end of the season.
2: Xavier Doughty, thanks so much for joining us. Very kind of you, young man. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.